You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for May 19th. When creating a film that's part of a beloved franchise, the goal is to create something that pleases the fan base while still being interesting to newcomers, and also bring something new and fresh to the table. Or you can go another direction with it. The divisive Alien 3 premiered on this day in 1992. Alien 3 picks up right where aliens left off, with the survivors of the previous film in cryonic stasis aboard the Sulaco. A fire breaks out, and Ripley, Hicks, Newt, and Bishop are all ejected in an escape pod still in hypersleep. The escape pod crash lands on a prison planet, Fury 161, where the film takes the curious direction to kill off Hicks and Newt, and destroy the android Bishop in what is essentially still the first few minutes of the film. Though Ripley isn't technically the sole survivor, as a facehugger also hitched a ride on the escape pod, and goes on to wreak havoc on the planet, beginning by implanting an embryo in a dog, which soon after explodes to release a four-legged xenomorph. It's right up there with the thing in the pantheon of horror films that do terrible things to dogs, if that's your thing. Ripley teams up with the inmates and a briefly reassembled Bishop to deal with the alien threat, but soon discovers that she is also carrying the embryo of an alien queen inside of her. There's a chase scene, some molten metal, some self-sacrifice, and a bunch of other stuff that is definitely a movie. But for all of the unique choices the filmmakers made that led to an interesting movie, it's nothing compared to the chaos that was the film's production. More on that in a few. Hi, Dr. Phil Flox here, also known as John Billingsley. I volunteer for the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific meals to the unhoused seven nights a week. We assist a hundred nonprofits with their food needs. We work with community partners to address food insecurity in Southern California. If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. So, let's be blunt. Alien 3 was not well-received. Audiences and critics alike panned it. But its most surprising critic was its own director, David Fincher, who said, No one hated it more than me. To this day, no one hates it more than me. Okay, so where did it all go sideways? Well, after the success of Aliens, the producer knew they were going to make another movie, but they wanted to go a new direction, so they hired William Gibson, father of cyberpunk, to pen a script to be directed by Rennie Harlan. Gibson's script was kind of the opposite of Alien 3, cast-wise. Sigourney Weaver hadn't yet committed, so in his script, Ripley stayed in hypersleep, and Hicks and Bishop ran the show, dealing with what Gibson called space commies and the aliens taking over an intergalactic mall. Yes, really. The producers weren't feeling it, and Gibson left the project. They went through a couple more writers, then Harlan left as well. Eventually, the producers, Walter Hill and David Geiler, just created their own screenplay as kind of an amalgam of some of the earlier rejected scripts and hired Fincher, who was known for his work on music videos. Filming finally started, but Fincher would later say studio meddling made it a miserable experience, even walking out when the studio rejected the initial cut and he ended up disowning the film. While not technically a director's cut, as he refused to be involved, a version closer to Fincher's vision called the Assembly Cut was part of the Alien DVD box set. 
some of the actors weren't so keen on the final version either. Michael Bain was so angry at Hicks' death, he demanded and was paid nearly as much as he was paid for aliens just for the use of his likeness in one scene. But of course, the xenomorph juggernaut is not so easily stopped, and even with Alien 3's poor performance, the Alien cinematic universe continues on. But for those of you interested in what could have been with William Gibson's original Space Commies and Aliens in Mall World version, you can listen to an audio drama of it on Audible, with Michael Bain and Lance Henriksen reprising their original roles. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for May 19th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.